Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson, where I want you to be financially free, physically free, spiritually free, and emotionally free. Welcome back, guys. It is me here again. Solo dolo. Is that how they say the kids? It's me here again on the microphone by myself. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for returning. Week three back on, uh, I I need to make up my mind if I'm gonna call this season two, but week three back from my return from the break. And um, this should be the last solo episode. I think the next episode you hear, we'll have guests again returning. So because I'm doing um, this episode by myself and we're kind of starting with a new season, I am going to go back to basics again. So it's always to start from step one, or at least a recap reminder from where we began, because this topic I'm going to discuss today is a topic that applies your entire lifetime. Any age group, any time of your life, it always applies. If you're wealthy, it applies. If you're poor, it applies. At least to me, it does. Um, so oh, let me say again, thank you guys very much for, um, the anniversary episode. We are now one year, one week into the Ready, Set, Free podcast. I'm sorry. I know I missed some people to thank. Um, I'm going to get that together. Um, I'm actually going to have an episode because this was already on the list of episodes um, from last year. Uh, I want to get some of the top fans to come on with me. So I'm going to do a top fan episode and the top fans of the episode of the top fans of the show are going to be invited on. I actually reached out to a couple of you already, so you already are aware of it. I'm going to have you guys come on and we're going to talk about something. Don't know what yet, but I want to recognize some more fans. So you will be on the show and I'll be reaching out to some more of you because I only had a chance to reach out to maybe two or three people. Anyway, so today we are going back to basics here. We're going to start back from the beginning. And for me, the beginning is budgeting. And I got a suggestion from a friend of mine, Mrs. Estelle, and she said I should not only do budgeting, I should team it up with goal setting. And I think that's a good idea. I think it's a really good idea right now because we're at the, now we'll be in the second week of November. And so we only have six or seven weeks till the end of the year. And when do you start setting your goals for the next year? the end of the year before. You don't want to start them January 1st. (laughs) You want to start them the end of the year before. So we're going to talk today. I'll talk a little bit about budgeting. And then we're also going to talk about um, goal setting or goal planning or setting your goals. All right. So these are some easy steps as far as budgeting. And we've had some budgeting episodes. Again, um, Betty is... um, a budgeting expert. This is what she does with her clients all the time. I also start there with my clients. My focus is not budgeting only, but before we do anything, we have to have the budget. So first thing, like I said, step number one, we are going to create the budget. Now I'm in this episode, I'm really going to go over if you've ever been a one-on-one client of mine, if I've ever helped you with your finances before, you have already heard this. So This is honestly something I do with paying customers, but it's okay because like I said, everybody starts at the same point. Um, When I work with anybody, when I even work with my daughter, 
we do the budget. So I, I can't live without a budget. I'm not saying I don't ever miss the budget or blow the budget. I'm just saying there is a budget there <laughs> that I'm supposed to be following because I'm not perfect. So step one is always create the budget. What create the budget means is you need to be honest and upfront with yourself. How much money are you bringing in and how much money are you spending? So before you even sit down and say, oh, if I had $2,000 a month, I could pay off all these bills or whatever it is. No, no, no. That's not where we start with me. Okay. We don't start there because very, very, very few people truly know how much money actually comes in and how much money they really spend. And let me tell you why. Those little things we buy that we don't get the receipt for, we don't think anything of, uh, they actually they actually cost something. So, you know, the most common one you hear from most people is Starbucks. You think it's just a coffee and it's just I don't drink coffee, but I don't know if you go to Starbucks once a day or twice a day. I'm not really sure how it works with Starbucks, but you think it's just coffee, but that just coffee is five dollars a day. And I'm not saying you can't drink coffee. I'm not saying five dollars a day is too expensive. I'm saying you need to account for it. And that's where most people um, falter in the budget because these little things, the things they consider as little or minor, um, actually can be considerable when you do them on a consistent basis. So when we start with budgeting uh, in my program, I give everybody minimum 30 days. Everybody has a minimum 30. If we can do more than 30 days, that's good. But minimum 30 days, you have to write down everything you take in and every single dollar you spend. Every dollar. Uh, when I did this for myself the very first time, it was old school, back in the day when you got receipts for everything. And I just made sure I got a receipt for every single purchase. When I went to, to get gas, I got the receipt. When I bought some, you go into the gas station and you buy that pack of gum and a juice, I got the receipt. Uh, if I bought that Starbucks coffee, I don't drink coffee, but if I got some hot chocolate, I got the receipt because it's not necessarily practical for you to write down everything you spend at the time you're spending it. I don't expect you to be at the gas station counter writing stuff in a, in a, in a journal. Um, but I always took my receipts and then I put them in the journal where I'm tracking everything every night. I didn't necessarily record it in the journal daily, but maybe by the end of the week, I took all the receipts and I recorded every single purchase. So you have to do this for at least 30 days because you need to go through a full cycle of a month. Most things, most people have things that are due at least once a month. Sometimes you have quarterly payments or annual payments, but most payments are at least monthly. Um, and most things that you do on a habit, you do kind of at least once a month. If you get a massage once a month, acupuncture, get your nails done every two weeks or whatever it is, got to write all that stuff down. All right, so we've written down now for one whole month, everything we've spent, we've written down everything we've taken in. And again, everything that you um, income wise is may not always be just a paycheck. So maybe you work a traditional job, you get paid every two weeks, but um, maybe once a month, you may just, you know, maybe if you're a younger person, you cut a lawn, uh, maybe you walk a dog. Uh, maybe you kind of do hair on the side a little bit here and there. Not a lot of clients, maybe a couple clients you like to braid hair, you braid a couple heads. Like my daughter, my daughter, the hair braider we use, she has a full-time job. 
for two years straight, she braided my daughter's hair. That was not her full-time job. She braided my daughter's hair every two weeks for two, two years straight, and it was not her full-time income. So we have to account for all these little places that you're taking in income and then all these places that your earnings are leaving the door. So once we do the tracking for 30 days, then we actually, so that's the pre-create the budget, pre-create <laughs> the tracking. Then we do create the budget. So create the budget. Now we look at what we spent. We look at what we earned. Hopefully we're in the black, meaning hopefully we took in more than we spent. If not, that means you're in the red. Um, and it gives you a good picture. I have people break things down by category. So what was necessity? Like, what did I have to do? I had to pay rent or mortgage. I had to pay car note. I had to pay insurance. I had to buy food. The next category are things that um, you kind of have to have, but you don't necessarily have to have to have. So cable TV for me. Well, and now people do streaming, but maybe things like get your nails done. Okay. Or get your hair done. That's for me. I don't have to get my hair done every week, but I got to go at least once a month. So that's kind of a negotiable category. And the negotiable category is different for everybody. Okay. Me getting my hair done once a month is negotiable. Somebody else has got to be weekly. Me getting a massage maybe once a week for somebody else and maybe once a quarter. <laughs> so it's not going to be the same for everybody. Not every woman, not every man, not everybody. Um, but yeah, so we got to get the necessities in one category. Then we're going to get the kind of mediocre things in the middle. And then the things that really we could honestly let go. We probably shouldn't be doing them in the first place. We need to put that at the end corner in the end department or the end section. Because if we really need to scrape something off of the budget, that is really the first place we need to go. Things that we probably know we shouldn't be doing in the first place or we, we know we're overspending there. So we're going to put that in that category. All right. So we've tracked it. We've created the budget. Now we are going to shave the budget down again. I said, are you in the black or are you in the red? And even if you're in the black, um, when you assess where you spent the money, when you look at your big picture, do you, are you, do you feel good about how you spent the money? Do you feel good that you spent twice as much money in restaurants as you did in grocery stores? Do you feel good that uh, this is how I had to deem when I had to get a new car? I spent more money in auto repairs when my car was paid off than I was spending in the car note and insurance and it had a warranty. So when the car started costing me more money in repairs than it would for me just to even go get a whole nother car note, then it didn't make any sense anymore. Now the car is actually costing me more money to own it outright with no warranty. So um, I sit down with people and we kind of assess um, where the money was spent. Does it make sense how it's being spent, whether it's good or bad? Does it make sense? Should we shift it? Should we turn the focus somewhere? Me, my worst category is always going to be eating out. Always, always, always. Because if you've listened to the show, you've always, always, always heard me tell you how I don't like to cook. <laughs> I need to cook. It's financially responsible to cook. It's healthy to cook, but I don't like to cook. So it's something I have to kind of make myself do. And having my daughter has been the, the best push to make me cook because I don't like to feed her a lot of junk food at all. So I cook more. 
Um, so we, you, we're going to develop a budget. Um, hopefully your budget's good. We'll make some minor tweaking and move on with that. Once we've made the work, the budget, that means we are going to cement in some numbers. Now, when I say cement in numbers, um, I am not going to breathe down your neck. If you miss the numbers, I'm not even really checking the numbers, to be honest. I'm just helping you make your own numbers. Uh, when I work with um, my um, customers and I do consultations, I don't come back and scream and yell and do all this. Stuff. It's not my money. It's your money. So, you know, if you had a good month or a bad month, if something happened, I'm not going to be the one to yell at you. I'm just going to help you look at it and maybe readjust it. Maybe we didn't do so good with the planning. Maybe we both thought you could cut back in an area and it seemed doable. And you got through that first month and it was not doable. <laughs> uh, we are in a, an inflationary, inflationary economy right now. So these this budget may be based on what it costs today. And in 60 days, we haven't changed a thing on what we're doing, but the numbers are different because the world changed and we did not. Um, so yeah, we, we work the budget, we make the spreadsheet, we, um, we pencil in the goals, basically where we think we should be spending money, how we should be spending money. Um, and then we have to revisit it. You'll have to revisit it a couple times. Um, in the budgeting, in the worksheet, you, we have to leave space for error. I don't know how else to say error or emergencies or the unknown, the things that are going to happen that we have no idea today that's going to happen. The tire is going to blow or whatever is going to happen. We don't know. So we leave some cushion in there. So we're not, um, we're not uh, tying up every single cent to a category. So we're going to leave a little a blank there. And it's not always just going to be necessity again. If you like to go to movies and you're an avid movie viewer, go to or whatever <laughs> uh, viewer, I guess uh, we're going to put that in the budget. We're not. It's, it's kind of like dieting. When you diet, you don't eat salad and vegetables just every day all the time. And that's all you eat. You are allowed to have a slice of bread once a week or, you know, whatever diet you're on. Everybody, uh, we got six million diets out there. But um in the budgeting, uh, we leave opportunity for you to still do things that you like. It may not be at the frequency that you were doing them before, but they're going to be there because if you're just living, especially if this is a bill paying setting, you can't just be living to pay bills. I'd want you to almost quit your job. If you're just living to pay bills, that's, that's no life. <laughs> so we're going to put in there um, things that you can do that uh, so you feel like you remain normal. You, you're not changing your entire lifestyle. Um, okay, so then we make our budget and our worksheet. We do our calculations. We revisit it a couple of times. Then we have to make sure we're not overspending. So like I said, I'm not going to scold anybody, but we just need to keep revisiting. Honestly, I've had one person I worked with was an actual client and overspending was such an excessive issue that it really was more of a mental issue. It was not something I, I was able to tell. This was not an issue that I was necessarily going to be able to help with because it was a deep seated emotional mental issue inside. 
Um, and it, that's real. That's real. Like people, drug addictions, cigarette, sex addictions, all these type of there, there are money illnesses. There are actual money illnesses that people need. Um, it's, it's a symptom of something internal. And I'm not a shrink. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a therapist. I just try to help people budget money and invest money. So um, I have had to suggest before that a person really needed to seek professional help because after work, and I worked with this person for over a year, over a year. And at some point it got kind of frustrating to me because I'm not making progress. So I don't even want to keep working with somebody and there's no progress being made. That's that's bad for me. I mean, that's not a good sales pitch. I worked with this person for two years and they got worse. Um, but yeah, I had to then suggest that they seek professional help because even after learning the person for that long, I could see that there was something internal that was not functioning properly that could not allow them to get past this overspending issue. The overspending was an overcompensation for something else that was not right. And I can't, <laughs> I can't diagnose that other than I know there's something other than you can't manage a checkbook. So, um, yeah. So if the overspending is a thing over and over again, and it, it's, it's a habit, you got to build the habit. So again, like I said, this person I had worked with well over a year. You can overspend the first three months and it's not that you actually have some type of problem. It's just you got to develop new habits and to develop new habits. We got to do it so many times. So again, I'm not bashing people over the head. Old school, the old school way, which I still prefer is um, starting with cash. I still prefer the cash method. I still use the cash method, even though I'm in cryptos. Um, cash is a very easy way to track how much you spend. You see the bills there and then the bills are not there. <laughs> so if a hundred dollar bill was there this morning when you left the house and you come home and the hundred dollar bill is not there, whether you wrote it down or saved the receipt or not, we know the bill was spent. Um, so it's a good way to visually see how much money is being spent per day. Now, the downside is, again, if you're not getting receipts, it can be hard to remember where all that money went. Whereas if you were using a debit card or cryptocurrency or somewhere, you can always go look in your um, account history. Even if you're using Cash App, you can go look in your account history and you can see where every single transaction was sent to and you can document it that way. So um, if you're okay with doing it um, digitally, using digital money or transferring money from an account electronically, then that's fine too. Um, for me, initially, it was easier for me to see the funds physically and know I'm only taking this much money to the mall because that's the budget. If I can't find what I'm looking for with this amount of money, then it's not the product for me. Um, but a way around that too, if you know, once we're going to be forced into doing everything electronic, because cash will disappear eventually. Um, another trick that I do with myself, especially even now with cryptocurrency, just put it in different wallets. So if you're if we're talking cash, just have different bank accounts. Got a bank account. I know families that do this. They have a household bank account where all the bills go. They have a entertainment account where all the entertaining goes. And then they have a savings account where all the savings and investing goes. So if you want to do it um, 
using cards or cryptos, just put funds in different wallets or different bank accounts. And then, you know, when you depleted that money, you've hit the wall. Now, if you weren't tracking it or you weren't staying on budget, you may hit the wall before the end of the month or week or whatever the budget plan calls for. But, uh, you know, when that um, purchase is declined, you know, you've hit the wall. <laughs> you're going to have to go back and reconcile some stuff. Uh, I just said with savings. So I believe that money should be either saved in a, in a savings account. Well, no, you've never heard me say a savings. Money should be saved somewhere. Um, and money should be invested every month. Uh, this one, it seems like in America, we are not taught or encouraged to save. We're not even truly taught or encouraged to invest because they don't teach us to invest. They tell us to go get these IRAs or go get these mutual funds and give these people the money and they'll invest it for you. We're not really taught to invest individually by ourselves. But again, there's ways um, around that. Like cryptocurrencies, um, there are stable cryptocurrencies. If you do not like the idea of your money going up and down, the value going up and down dramatically by the minute, Bitcoin may not be for you. Um, but there are um, stable coins that don't move in value a whole lot. So it can it can act more like a savings account. Uh, I talked before about bullion. You can always just buy ounces of silver. Um, I like that idea because it's nice to look at. They come in different designs, different shapes and sizes. Um, so it's kind of a two for one. You're getting a collection at the same time, you're getting something to save and invest um, your money with as well. So I have lots of ideas as far as saving and investing. You can do, we can go very traditional. I do traditional or we can go very non-traditional and I do those too. Um, but so you have to be Jerome, my cousin Jerome. All my life, all I ever heard was pay myself first. He has been saying that to me since I was a small, small child. And so in my mind, I look at sheets. When you look at budgeting and worksheets, so it says savings. In my mind, savings is crossed out and it says pay yourself first. So I always have to have my pay myself first um, money. And then Drum also says the, hope there's no kids listening, but the go fuck me fun or the fuck you fun, or excuse my language, I normally don't curse on here, but the F you fun. So you always got to have that money that when things get really bad, Keisha Stubbs, like she told us, got bad enough at that job. She didn't like it. You just get up and walk out because you've got your extra money somewhere and you can leave and you stay at that place for as long as you have to. If it's supporting you, if it's giving you benefits that you really need, then you stay there for that. But once they pushed you over the edge, it's time to go. I don't recommend anybody stay anywhere when you've been pushed over the edge relationship wise, job wise, neighborhood, community, government, whatever it is. When you have had enough, then go someplace else. There's always other places to go. And my last step that I say are your goals. Okay, so once we've gotten the budget, we've got the spending down, we've got it in line, we've got our FU funds or our pay ourselves first funds. We got our investments in line. What are the goals? So that last step is you have to set a goal. Like, why are we doing any of the budgeting if we don't have a goal? And I think that's how a lot of people live, which is why a lot of people don't have really savings and investments because the goal for a lot of people is just to be able to pay the bills the next week or the next month and maybe go on a vacation or buy a nice thing. 
for me, that's not a good enough goal. Like I got real goals. I debt free. We're in my office and the sign in my office says it's not the money I'm after. It is the freedom. I li- I have that sign in front of my desk so I can see it on the wall because that is how I live my life. Um, so I've always got goals and most of my goals require money. Some of them don't, but a lot of them do. So I'm always uh, planning for what am I trying to accomplish next? How much do I need? Where should I put it? What will give me the quickest, slowest return for it? Whatever else. Um, I'm always goaling out myself. And hopefully at the end of this year, I'm going to hit one of my big goals. So I'm excited. Um, so we're doing this budgeting. We're talking about budgeting, which we should all start today. Start our budgeting today or start at the first of the month. If you like to start on the first day of the month and go through the 30th or 31st, that's fine. But we're starting it right away because the budgeting. Remember, we got to do the first 30 days of just recording our transactions. So the first 30 days, we're not really saving a dime. <laughs> we're just recording everything. So I would say go ahead and start, you know, just as soon as you hear this, start recording so you can look at where you are. But then we're going to set the goals. We're going to write the plan and then we're going to set the goals. Um, and we're going to start setting goals for 2022 because we are only a few weeks out of 2022. Now is also a good time to budget because we're going into the holiday season. You, this episode will play only about a week or two before Black Friday. If you participate in Black Friday, it'd be nice to make your budget for Black, for the whole holiday season, it'd be nice to make budget. Now we know we're, like I said, we're in inflation. The economy is absolutely not stabilized yet. Um, I don't know what type of holiday celebrations people are doing. I'm not judging you one way or the other. If you don't even celebrate, that's fine too. But I would just um, challenge everybody to make a budget. The Black Friday is a big money grab for consumers, for retailers, not well, consumers do too, but it's really for the the retailers (laughs) is a money grab. I was in a store today. I went to return an item for my daughter, didn't fit her. And I'm at the register today. And the lady is asking me if I want to buy some type of ticket. I don't don't really know because we're in a retail store. So she kept asking me if I wanted to buy a ticket. And I'm like, buy a ticket to what? Oh, we're going to have this special event and we're going to be selling these things. And something like I buy the ticket, I guess, to get into the store on that special day. And then when I get to the store, I'm going to give her the ticket back and I'm getting like a five dollar gift card to buy something. Well, so basically I got to pay money to go in. And this is how my brain thinks all the time. Already I'm kind of disgusted. I got to pay money to get in the event to come shop. So already to me, that's like, and strike one. I don't want to really give you, I'm in your store right now for free, but on this special day, I got to give you money to come in the store to shop. So that already is like kind of a flag for me. Then when I come in the store, You're going to give me a $5 gift certificate in exchange for my ticket. Well, that's kind of nice. I'm getting my $5 back, but I'll give my $5 back in for a gift certificate that I means I have to shop more to get my value out the gift certificate. So now again, that's flag number two for me. So I kind of get my, I'm getting a $5 discount. I'm not getting a gift card. I'm getting a $5 discount to go spend more money in the store. But anyway, it's some special event they're doing. I guess they get, 
I don't know if it's, I didn't listen clearly. I don't know if they have special buyers, sellers in or local sellers or something, but it's a, it's a big retailer here that's here all the time. And thankfully I'm going to be out of town that weekend. I already know I'm out of town. My tickets are already purchased. I won't be here. So she was trying to sell me and I was like, and she was trying hard. The, the sales reps must make some money off of how many tickets, maybe there's a contest going for ticket sales. But I just finally broke down and told the lady, honestly, I'm not even lying. I'm not going to be here that weekend. So thanks for the offer, but it's a special event. I won't even be here. So no, thank you. I don't want a ticket. <laughs> so anyway, all that to tell you, <laughs> we're coming up to buying season and America's only job is to make you spend money. And the more they can get you to spend, the happier they are. <laughs> The retailers, they want to return on their investment. Um, they're hiring right now for the holidays and everything. Please just make your budgets. If you're going to celebrate, fine. Now I sound like the parent and the uh, the uh, liquor manufacturer. Drink responsibly. If you're going to shop, shop responsibly. <laughs> make your budget. Um, and when I talk about goals, again, let's go back because we want to do long-term and short-term goals. You should be working on both of them at one time because you can't hit a long-term term goal if you started planning it last week and you got to eat the whole elephant at the end of the month. So the long-term goals, you you have to think out in advance. And I, honestly, I have, I have, problems with this one not financially honestly long-term financial goals I don't struggle with but long-term business goals that one is so much harder for me so I benefit from having business coaches because long-term business goals like exit strategies and stuff I know you have to have an exit strategy every business has to have an exit strategy that is a long-term goal that one is harder for me so I have to hire a coach for that one but long-term financial goals, I'm okay with. So I, I I can make a goal to pay off a mortgage in only five or six years. That's easy. Pay off a car in a year or something. That's easy. But those long-term business goals, those are, I need to dream bigger. I've been told I need to dream bigger when it comes to the business side. So just like I need a, a, a planner when it comes to the business side, some other people need planners when it comes to the financial side. So I'm just trying to give you a little assistance there. One last thing I'm going to say on this topic is sacrifice. We didn't talk a whole lot about the people that are in the red. We we kind of glossed over it. If you did your budgeting or if you, you did your 30 day um, tracking of your spending, if you're in the red. So if you're in the red, that means you're living backwards. I don't know where the extra money is coming from right now. I don't know if you're in a borrowing situation, you're borrowing from friends and family I don't know if you're chronically late on certain bills. Some bill is always past due because then you use the money from that bill to pay the other one to get it caught up. Then that one's past due, but you get an extra two months on the other one. There's all kinds of things that people do. Payday loans, credit cards, whatever. Um, we cannot move ahead until we get out the red. So we got to get to the black, which means you either got to cut back on something or you got to get more income. But that good old word called sacrifice. Sometimes you just have to let some things go. So you have to sit down and really figure out what can I sacrifice? Again, an example I used about getting our hair done. Okay, I love to get my hair done and I love to eat out. 
Uh, I don't like to do either of those things at my house. But over the last year, if you guys been following me, I've been doing my hair myself. My hair has been straightened out recently because my friend cut it and colored it for me. But I've been wearing my hair natural for over two straight years. And most of the time, I just did it at home by myself. Honestly, I never even calculated how much money I saved. I, I literally, I did not, I have no idea. I can go back now and put down how much I traditionally pay for my hair. Um, but I saved all that money over the last two and a half years because I was only going to get my hair done every now and then for a color and a trim. And that was pretty much it. So, um, I don't know if I necessarily, honestly, consciously made the decision to sacrifice it for the money savings. I really was going on a natural hair journey. So in my natural hair journey, it happened to save me money on top of that. Although I spent more on products because I'm doing it at home, but the products were still less than the hair appointment. Um, so yeah, sometimes you just got to sacrifice stuff. And that's that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. And some people don't can't seem to want to let it go or can't fathom letting it go or, you know, uh, YouTube, uh, what, YouTube University can be your best friend. It can teach you how to change that oil in that car, how to do your own hair, how to, you know, I'm trying to think of things that are pretty, how to, you know, cut grass, some really simple things that we could do for ourselves to save ourselves quite a bit of money. So if you end up in the red and uh, it doesn't seem possible that you can bring in extra income, then we just got to make some sacrifices and get ourselves back in the black. So we can make those short-term goals, so we can make those long-term goals, so we can be financially free like we go for on the Ready, Set, Free podcast. So uh, reach out to me. Uh, I still have my um, budgeted investing journal. You can still purchase that on my website. I've still got plenty left. ReadySetFree.me is my budgeting and investing journal. It's a journal you can use to do exactly what I'm talking about. It's got pages on there for everything. It's got pages for your goals, your spending, your investing. Everything can get recorded right there. Um, it's It's got a calendar, but it's undated. So you can start any month of the year, any day of the week. It's got a place for the calendar, but you just write in the month and you write in the days. So you can buy it at any time of the year. You can give it as a gift. You can use it for yourself. They come in orange and they come in blue. They are $21.95 and just go to my website readysetfree.me and you can make the purchase. I wish my daughter was here right now. She loves, I love when she does the commercial for me. Um. Okay, so that's going to sum up this episode. We did a budgeting episode with goal setting. Um, I may try to do a little special something. Maybe if you guys go ahead and start this now, maybe we can do a challenge at the beginning of the year to meet some goals. That be fun. It's always best when you can do it with a group or a partner. So I have partners that I do it with. One of my partners this year has paid off their mortgage. So it was not a race. They did beat me to it. It wasn't a race. I still the plan to pay off my mortgage. I am going to still hit my goal as well. And then we'll move on to the next challenge. So I have friends that, you know, we do challenges together. And it's fun when you do them together because then you don't feel like you're missing out on stuff and you're all by yourself. So if you guys want to do it with me, 
you guys want to do it in a small group together, one-on-one, whatever, I don't care. But um, I just want everybody to get on track. This We've been through a tough year of the COVIDs, COVIDs, Corona, whatever you want to call it. I'm about sick of that. It's the first time you've heard me mention it on these airways in forever because I don't even like talking about it. But I do know it was a financial strain on a lot of people. So let's try to get ourselves back in order here. And that is going to sum it up for today's episode. Go like, subscribe, share. I forgot to say that on these last couple episodes. Like, subscribe, share, um, or whatever else you're supposed to do on Apple Podcasts or YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or iHeartRadio or all these other places you can find a podcast. Ready, Set, Free will be there. And uh, readysetfree.me is the website if you're trying to reach me or Facebook, YouTube, or Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Ready, Set, Free. So you have been listening to an episode of Ready, Set, Free podcast with your host, Kai Wilson. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.